Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Rusty Quill presents. Hey everyone, Alex Italanda here, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Ostium Sagas. Did you know you can get access to a bunch more unreleased Ostium Sagas content? It's easy. Just become a supporting patron at the $5 level and above on the Ostium Network Patreon at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. On our Patreon, you'll get access to many new episodes of the Ostium Sagas you haven't heard before, as well as a bunch of other bonus content. Once again, that's patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. Now, I'd just like to thank some of our new patrons for supporting the Ostium Network. Thank you to Rob, Jedia Care, Bobby, Maggie, and Lelloberry for supporting us. We really appreciate it. Okay, let's get this Ostium Sagas episode started, shall we? Ostium Sagas. Forty. Saga three. Sixty-six NYA. Part four.
I found the cave as I felt the light begin to fade. My hunger was now raging, as was my thirst, and I was exhausted. But I had to be careful the cave did not already have an occupant. I waited by the entrance for a few minutes, then took some tentative steps inside, then stopped and waited again. There were no sounds. I went in deeper and saw the cave went far back. I would have to trust there wasn't anything back there and it would want to eat me. I put the meat down on the rock, then went in search of kindling and materials to start a fire. Fortunately, that didn't take long, and with the weakening light, I searched for the last and most important item, water. Again, I was in luck. Down some distance away from the cave, I found a big lake stretching far and wide. Close to the water's edge, there were these giant trees with alien-looking seed pods dangling from the branches. They were all clearly out of reach from me, and I wasn't about to try climbing any of these strange-looking trees. But on the ground were dropped seed pods. Most of them had broken open and dried out. I looked until I found a couple that would work as large bowls. I was still carrying my improvised axe. Never leave home without it, no? I proceeded to scrape the insides of the seed pods for any loose bits. I then washed them both clean in the lake water and filled them each to the brim. I secured my tool and then carried them both back to the cave. I was approaching my limits. What I was carrying was priceless for me. You may be asking why I didn't drink any water at the lake, and that way what I was bringing back would go even further. Please be patient and I shall explain. When I returned to my new home that I hoped had remained unoccupied, I actually thought this likely as any nearby creatures, especially if they were carnivores, would have smelled the blood and raw meat and been drawn to it. I laid the seed pods of water down carefully, jamming them between the rocks so they wouldn't actually overturn. And then I collapsed for 10 minutes to regain what little energy I had left. When I came to, I was still famished and very thirsty, but at least had some of my strength back. I proceeded to prepare a fire deep within the cave so that it wouldn't be visible from the entrance, where twilight had made itself known. I needed to get this fire started soon, or I would be in complete darkness and completely screwed. The bedding of small pieces of wood and tinder was ready. I had my rock and piece of flint I'd easily found amongst the many rocks of the cave. Then it was just a case of striking the flint on the rock in such a way as to cause sparks. Those sparks would fall upon the dry tinder and start a small fire. At least that was what I hoped. This was primordial earth where the rules of fire making might not apply in the same way given the completely different vegetation. Nevertheless, I remained confident. Me a good 15 minutes in the waning light of what remained of the day. Twilight was coming to an end and full night was now making itself known. Enough sparks fell to ignite the tinder, and with some gentle breaths, the small flames grew into larger ones and multiplied, and not too long later, I had a warm and comforting fire going. There was something so relaxing about it, and hopeful. Here I was, stuck in this doomed time for any human where so much out there could easily kill me without a moment's thought. But I had made fire, which was giving me warmth and light, but also cooking the meat now which I had attached to sticks, therefore making the energy of the food that more easier to access, giving me very necessary sustenance. 
The fire was also a potent weapon if it became necessary. Every creature from every time knew the risks and dangers of fire and the harm it could cause. So I felt safer for the first time since arriving in this Jurassic period. That's when it actually was. I made sure to cook the meat thoroughly, practically burning it, as I wanted to be sure any bacteria or other living microbes on it were certainly dead and would therefore not risk infecting me with some unknown illness. I was not surprised to find it was absolutely delicious. I was starving after all, but it was juicy and tasted like high quality beef. It wasn't long before I had consumed it all. In the meantime, I had placed the water-filled seed pods upon the hot coals, paying close attention that they did not burn. They turned out to work as excellent saucepans. A little bit longer and the water inside was bubbling. Using a pair of flat rocks, I lifted the seed pods out from the coals without spilling any water, and then had to painstakingly wait for it to cool. Like the meat, I had no idea what might be living and swimming around in the lake water that, upon entering my body, would soon start multiplying and taking over for all I knew. Eventually the water was cool enough to drink, and I ended up consuming an entire seed pod. But I had little to worry about, for I had another full one, and plenty more water available where that came from. Feeling satiated for the first time that day, both with hunger and my thirst finally quenched, I went to the outside of the cave in the darkness, and both urinated and defecated. Then I returned to my simple bedding I had put together while the water was cooling. It consisted of soft pliable sticks and branches, and a number of large leaves for padding. I wrote in this journal for some time until my eyes grew heavy, said my prayers, and then laid down to sleep. How much I will sleep we shall have to see as I write these last words for the night. There is an ongoing cacophony of strange sounds out there in the world that makes it all feel very alien to me. I will sleep close to the fire for warmth and protection and hope that if I do sleep, I will wake periodically to feed the fire with more wood. In the morning we shall see how things are, and I should like to explore what is at the bottom of this cave. For now, I bid you good night.